Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Welcome, old listeners and new. You are now listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, season two, episode one, hosted by me. Corian, aka The Last Skeptic. Now, apologies to the regular listeners for the very, very long break. I've been storing away the good shit, and trust me, it is worth the wait. These episodes were lovingly recorded over the last eight months or so, so some references, release dates, and all that might be a little bit out. But you know what? Who gives a shit? As always, it gets super fucking sweary, so if you're easily offended, listen to some other shit. And do not forget, if you love the Thanks for Trying podcast, write me a nice review on iTunes, whatever it is that you download podcasts on. It justifies my entire existence. This inaugural episode of the Thanks for Trying podcast season two features my two pals, Ramesh Ranganathan and Ed Scrine. You're in for a treat. This episode was recorded in March 2018, live in front of an audience at the Phoenix in London. Enjoy this. There is nine more episodes to go of this season, one released a week. You lucky fucking bastards. It gives me great pleasure on uh, Thanks for Trying episode, which is now going to be episode one of season two. <laughs> Shit. My good friends, <laughs> Robert Strangadave and the X Grind, make some fucking noise! <laughs> Did you like how, how rap that was? Um, I like the fact that you celebrated a self-appointed new season. Yeah. You know I mean, it's not really... Mm. Nobody's declared that. You're not no. being recommissioned. It's a fucking no, no, no. podcast. Yeah, man. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's true. Uh, but good for you, man. Good for you. If, if I don't, then who will? No, if no, I don't, if I don't celebrate Congrats it. on season two, bro. Thanks, man. Listen, I made fucking it I hell. made it to season two. Made Holy it. shit. I made it, man. How did that come about, man? Like, What's the, well, how did it do? Did I just it? think things get better and better. Yeah, like, you yeah, just, you have just have thought, to, I'm going to do season two. And then when people happens. try to hold you down, Romesh, yeah, yeah. you just have to keep going. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what I mean? It's, so, it's such an inspiration to Thanks. so many people to see you struggle on. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Especially me. I just want to say thank you, man. No worries. Means I, do it, a lot. I do it for means you. means a lot to people around my area. <laughs> How are you guys doing, Ed? How, how are you? I'm good, bruv. I'm good. good. Shall we go? Shall we go in on something that, that I guess uh, people want to talk about? Is the uh, the Hellboy situation? 
What's, what's next for Ed Scran? He's giving it to Russell Brand five questions in one, <laughs> isn't it? Which one should I go for? No, that's, how he's, like. that's how he's rolling on season two, mate. You know what he I mean? Used to do. Season one was he like... He used to smash out one yeah. question at a time and now he gives us five of the cunts. Yeah, on, on, on the Hellboy thing, there's nothing to say about it other than just like, there was only one thing to do and just did the right thing. That yeah. was it. Um... Podcast gold, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Come out How, with the uh, when you say When you say it was the right thing to do, which it was, yeah. I guess... I mean, I don't know. I don't know what... I don't know the machinations behind the scenes of you coming to that decision. It, it, even though you, knew, you thought it felt it was the right thing to do, was it still difficult to do that? I mean, that's a tough thing to do. Yeah. I mean, you're sort of... You're walking away from a job, right? That is difficult. Walking away from a job, but, you know, the perspective means that there's a lot of different factors in it. In some ways, you know, it's fucking hard to get out of bed in the morning sometimes. You know what I mean? It's, it's like... You know, everything is, is difficult in its own way. But in another way, no, it wasn't difficult at all. You know, it was scary. I was scared that the, the, the production company were really great to me, actually, before that. And after that, that they would feel like I threw them under the bus. I was scared that the director and the, the actors in the cast would feel like I'm throwing them under the bus and like kind of jumped mm. out and been like, yeah, it was them lot, do you know what I mean? But, um, you know, we spoke and we had, we had some, yeah, heartfelt, Email exchanges. Yeah. If, if that can be really hard. <laughs> that's such a thing, isn't it? Super I've had that. Hard. That's how, like, that that's deep, how I met bro. my wife. Tell it. <laughs> <laughs> Some really strong hotmail action. <laughs> <laughs> MSN. Oh, mate. MSN, man. Cracking one off to MSN. Sweet. <laughs> Those were the good days. Obviously, it was, you know, I was turning down imaginary money because right. I'd agreed the deal. But no money had gone into my account, so, you know, my life hadn't changed. If I looked at it with perspective, I'd say, like, a month before that, I'd never even considered being in it. And, and did, did it bug you out to have people like Jessica Chastain and Mark Ruffalo and all these people, like, obviously showing their support, rightfully so? Like, was that, like, a, 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 surreal, a surreal moment? For me, the impact of Twitter is such that it's not really real. Yeah. So I see these characters and I can see these things and, and, and people with blue ticks and, and stuff, but they don't make that much difference from Joe Bloggs and all of them kind of bundle into this experience that's not really real to me. Mm. Um, but, you know, I'd say the best thing about the whole experience was, was the positive reaction. Yeah. That was amazing. Like, it was like, rah. The amount of support. Yeah, the amount yeah. of support. No, what it meant to other people. Not right. the support for me, because fucking mm. nothing, you know what I mean? I'm giving up a job that I didn't even start. Yeah. But for th that it meant so much to other people. I'd, hear, I'd read things and I'd be like, fucking hell, that's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So that was beautiful. But, um, you know, the end result of it was not for me. It, it didn't, it wasn't, as soon as I sent that tweet, it was like, right, that's the world. Now the world can get on with it. And, yeah. every, you know, the, the right way is, has been paved. But, um, yeah, I just kind of mostly carried on. And so the next thing for you the, the, is In Darkness? That's the next film? Yeah, I've got, You've got like six movies yeah, dropping this year. Holy fucking shit. Film. No wonder you walked away, mate. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's difficult, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, like, tough. it's tough out here. I only had six movies <laughs> lined up afterwards. Fuck. I mean, it's, it's a big sacrifice. I reckon you're just clearing up your fucking schedule, mate. <laughs> <laughs> In Darkness is going to be sick. I know that's one that you personally you're excited about. You want to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited I, I, to see do that. You know what? It's a weird thing again. Kind of like that that Hellboy decision that the, all of the projects that I do, I really care about, and you know, I'm really invested in them, and I give everything to them while I'm doing them. Mm. But once they're done, they're properly done. They're yeah. actually not mine no more. It's a relay race. I pass the baton, and of course, I'm invested in how the runner in front of me runs. Yeah, but. Um, <sighs> 
I'm done, bruv. You know what I'm saying? All my adrenaline is done. I don't have to think about my technique or do anything yeah. anymore. And so once I've finished it and it's wrapped, it's for you lot to decide mm. how fucking shit it was or yeah. great it was. And even then, it doesn't make any fuck. It doesn't make that much yeah. difference to me. I'm, I'm, I'm already thinking about the next project. Because you're one of the most zen individuals that I know. Is that difficult to keep that zen in this industry, which is full of like Gas. such dickheads? I mean, I've worked in a lot of industries and I've always worked with a lot of dickheads. Yeah. Everywhere I am, I'm surrounded by dickheads. Yeah. So... <laughs> cool. I, I can't think what you Same mean. Same shit, yeah, different no, toilet. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> What's um, your fucking problem, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you just made me snot on the mic. That was... It's all your fault. Uh, Romesh, talk, so you just came back from L.A.? I did, yeah. Well, I got back before Christmas. Yeah. That's fine. So you just got back from LA? Yes. Um, <laughs> how, were you filming out there? You're doing something new? Yes. So uh, I was doing um, like a, uh, well, I was doing a documentary series. I guess the hook of the show, if you like, is the fact that I went to America. Nobody, I've got no profile in America. And then I, I hired out the Greek theatre. And so that series. Tra- follows me trying to sell it out. What's what seater is the Greek theatre? For- Five thousand nine hundred. Jesus. It's so been- is this your press spiel? Like that was that little soundbite there, the little sentence that you give to everyone when they ask about the sitcom. Yeah, I mean that is the hook of the show. But like most of the show is just us fucking about it. Right. Like you know, the truth is like that is the thing that drive. I mean that is what we were doing. That yeah. was the reason I was there was to try and sell out the Greek. Great. But most of the show isn't me doing promo for the. I mean that what a fucking inane show that would be. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But like <laughs> it just sort of it's it? just sort of That's me it. and my family trying to. Because, you know, I went there, my wife and kids came with me. They're in mm. the show as well. Because yeah. they have to be, because they're just following us about. My mum was living with us. <laughs> they're just following you about. Yeah. That's and, it. Um, Who are my, these people? My, my uncle was living in the garage. So, so there's, all this, <laughs> there's, all this, like, there's all this side stuff that was going on. So, yeah. but, so basically, the, it's just like a, a series where they followed how we got on. Do you know what I mean? That's basically it. What's it like working with your family in such close proximity? Uh... It's great in in many ways. Like um, you know, I think I guess the biggest the biggest person that's come that's emerged from like my family has been my mum. And um, uh, yeah, you see, um, <laughs> someone from immigration. Um, and and um, and and the the thing about that was it's it's amazing to because my mum can't sort of believe it so yeah. when when we did asian provocateur we had obviously had no idea what the if that show was going to succeed mm. or or whatever but we just thought oh it'd be funny for mum because well it came it was pretty organic really my mum my mum was trying to get me to get in touch with my culture so she planned what i did in sri lanka that so that's why she should be in the show and my brother and i had always thought that she was funny but we didn't know if other people would find her. You always find mm-hmm. your mum funny and her cooking amazing, but you don't know if everyone else is going to feel yeah. like that. So um, we just put her in the show, and we thought if she's natural, yeah. then it'll be great. If, if not, she starts, if she starts thinking about the camera, then it'll be shit. Yeah. So for the first couple of, I'll be honest, the first hour or so filming with her, she like it'd be like the director would be like, okay, so Shanti, you've got to 
we're, we're setting up you, Ramesh, doing the ceremony here, uh, the, 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 the blessing. So can you just talk to him about that? And then she yeah. goes, darling, I would like to discuss with you the issues pertaining to the blessing ceremony vis-a-vis -vis the Sri Lanka trip that you are undertaking very shortly. <laughs> and, I, and the director's like, no, you've got to talk like Whoa. how you normally fucking talk. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, and then, and then you go right, go again. She go, you coconut bastard, do the ceremony. <laughs> so it's like, it's like so like as, as long as she was being herself, it was yeah. it was great. And then, um, what for me, it's amazing f to see my mum uh, become sort of known. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, because she sort of didn't know. She just filmed it because she would do anything for her kids. Yeah. She didn't know. I don't even think she knew it was a BBC show. I think yeah. she just thought we were just filming this thing. And then suddenly people start recognising her. She's a celebrity at work now. Do you know Great. what I mean? And all that stuff. That's so and sick. And for me, it's amazing to watch her. Because she's not shot. She fucking loves it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. she pays for everything with cards so they see the surname. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she, she loves it. And for me, obviously, I, I, I would never begrudge her that. Like, mm. I think it's amazing for her to, to be like... I think she's got a little bit out of control, if you want me to be honest. <laughs> I think she's got a little bit big-headed. So what's but, um, that? is she going to take over the season on her own, the next one? Well, um, she does get separate offers, um, uh, and I sort of shut them down without, <laughs> without passing them on. Um, no, she, like, whenever, whenever... The truth is, sometimes I'll get asked for my mum to come on something with me yeah. or to do something together, and there are two things that I always think about. Is One, I don't want to kill that, you know, because I don't want people to go fucking out, like, mm. it's him and his mum arguing again or whatever. I don't want people to get sick of that. And also, I was always very nervous of my mum becoming this sort of wobble-headed caricature. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, in yeah. terms of, like, how you see Asian characters on... T Asian people on TV. Yeah. I didn't want it to be just because she's got an accent yeah. and she's sort of, like, you know, because she's... That suddenly... Hit, she, that's the comedy fit. I didn't want it to be like that. So I always think about, is she going to be... Is this going to work? Is this mm. going to be right? Uh, and then you make a decision. I mean, she doesn't give a shit. She'll do everything. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, she'll be like, why? Why? <laughs> Why you don't think I'll be good? And I'm going, uh, and then I have to explain it to her. But um, but yeah, I, I want her to be. I'd love it if she went off and did shit without me. Yeah, I'd love it as long as I still had a career. If, if my career failed and then she carried on doing stuff, I'll be honest, I'll be fucking pissed. That's you want to be honest. I'd be happy for her, but there's a small part of me thinking I hope she crashes and burns. <laughs> How much, how much of this, like you mentioned, the, the caricature that, that people, whether it be the public or the executives, yes. that they want to fill, they want to fulfill. Um, how much have you encountered that as an issue from... Because I, I read your Guardian article about the, the LA experience. Yes. Well, I sort of... Um, when I started doing stand-up, I, I, I sort of... You know, when you, when you start doing comedy, you... you you don't know how far it's going to go. And I'll mm. be honest with you, I never really, on a, I never really thought I was going to end up doing TV. My ambition was like, I just want to be making a living from it. Well, you, you were a teacher before? I was a teacher, yeah. So Sick. I just sort of thought, if I'm... Wait, in a school? Yeah, what? Pri <laughs> primary school? No, I was doing school. kung fu on top of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, <laughs> that would have been cooler. I was a school teacher, yeah, I was secondary, right. secondary school teacher. So when I, when I first started doing comedy, I, I didn't think I was going to do TV. I just wanted to make enough money from the circuit yeah. to give up teaching, is the honest truth of it. And then, so you don't think about, um, you don't think about ramifications or, mm -hmm. or uh, box ticking or anything like that. Um, but when I started doing, getting a little bit of TV, my, I always thought to myself, I don't want people to go... Uh, he's the best Asian comedian around. Yeah. I want people to go, he's the best comedian around. Yeah. And I, I just sort of wanted to not, to, for my ethnicity to not be a thing. They just go, Ramesh Ranganathan is a good comedian. I don't want mm. to go, he's a good Asian comedian. Or, mm. So um, 
So that was always what was driving my decisions. And I've got to be honest with you, it sometimes made me, when I was starting out, move too far away from that. Not mm. too far away, but I would, I would instantly have a negative reaction. So, for example, early on I was offered this thing where they were trying to get more ethnic minorities onto TV, on, into comedy, and yeah. it was like a big drive. And so they, they pitched to me uh, this idea of me and like a few other um, Asian comics and a few black comics, and we do like a show together, and it's like a showcase or whatever. And immediately I said no, because I wanted to be on TV because I got on TV. I didn't mm. want it to be part of some sort of drive or some sort of, we're trying to, we're trying to get more diverse. I just wanted it to be, Rom's good, mm. let's book him for this show. And I can't guarantee you that every single time I've been on television is because they thought I was the best. I, can't, I don't know yeah. what the, the thought process was. It's possible that I got booked for stuff or I got put on stuff because they went, we need a dark face. So I, it's a quota. Yeah, but I'm not going to turn down the money. Do, yeah. do, do, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, when I do that... I, I always think like I've got to fucking do the best I can, and like because you, you did an article on this uh, yesterday, a couple of days ago. Yeah, I I, yes, I did about the uh, wrinkle, in, wrinkle time. in time. Yeah, and you yeah. said you had a lot of shit. You got a lot of shit for it. I've been getting a lot of shit. I mean, I, I deliberately write articles to piss people off. Like, <laughs> I guess it's sort of. I think it's more enjoyable. Um, but then what happens is whenever the article comes out, I have to spend the day being called a cunt on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? So, but it's sort of an occupational hazard, I do you, guess. Do you reply to everyone? That, to... Sometimes I do. I, I, sometimes I do. If, if somebody... Um, either if somebody's made a point that I think is interesting, then yeah. I'll engage with them. Um, uh, if somebody really has got the wrong end of the stick, then I'll engage mm. with them. But the truth is, is most of the time I don't because it's very rare that somebody expresses an opinion on Twitter, you express a counter-argument and they go, do you know what? Yeah. I think you're right. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I, I can't think of a time when that has I happened, also so. hate it when people back down because then I feel like a cunt. Oh, I want, kind of want more of an argument. You yeah, know? that's never happened to me. I, 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 I've responded and then the argument escalates. <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes I've gone super, super passive mm. uh, just for a laugh. Like they've gone, oh, I think you're shit and I hope everyone involved in the show that you made dies. And I'll respond just going, yeah, we were disappointed with it too. Do you know what I mean? Like just... And then often that person will go, oh, sorry, no, it was all right. Like there was some, there was some... There was so some do you think people features. are surprised that, that you've actually replied to them? I think so. I think, I think generally people, um, they, when they tweet you, that I don't think they genuinely expect a response. Yeah. I, I said something about... Um, I said something about uh, on, on Mock the Week once that I think that old people should just be allowed to be racist because it's just too difficult for them to change their ways now and you should just... It's like a bus pass, they should just have a card, right? So that was, uh, that was what I said. And then I got... Uh, then the next... After it went out, the next day, I was just sort of logging in. So I just checked... Freedom my... pass, in the true yeah. sense of the word. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the next day, I was just logging... And somebody said, my grandparents didn't die in the war for packies like you to express views like this, what? I'm going to find your address and kill you, right? So I sort of you read were, it. You were literally okaying it for them. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, dude. And the thing is, I thought, I can't even get annoyed at the comment because I don't know how old he is. Do you know what I mean? Like, he... Because if he's over 60, then fine, drop yeah, the pee bomb, mate. It's fucking, I'm fucking down with it. I'm fighting for your rights, mate. What's up with you? And also, I thought they were fighting in the war against racism. I know, it's crazy. It was such a fucked up thing. So anyway... I read it. I'm so confused. I know. I read it. I, I didn't think it was a. I didn't think it was a genuine uh, threat. Uh, but I did think to myself, I don't really think it's okay for this guy mm. to send shit like this and not have any repercussions. So, I reported it to the police. I just said, look, mm. I don't think this is. I'm not worried for my life. Yeah. Um, I said, but this guy's a bellend. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And the police were yeah. really good about it. So they found this guy. 
And um, they said, they said to me, um, we found him, and he really was shocked uh, that he'd been located. But the problem is, in order to, in order to leave a message on my website, yeah. you've got to put your email address in. Oh so I don't know God. what this Come on. fucking idiot was working. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. You're going to set up a Shit. terrorist cell, mate. Be anonymous. That's the yeah. first fucking... That's the first rule. I know I've set one up myself. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, actually, the police were more open with me than I anticipated because they said to me, look, I'm gonna, like they said, the, the, guy, the guy said to me, look, mate, I'll be straight up with you. He shit himself. Like, he, mm. really, did, he really did shit himself. Yeah. And we think that he's got the message. Now, if you want, we can press charges. But we think <laughs> it'd be quite cool if he just wrote you a letter of apology. That's amazing. Right? So I said, yeah. I would, I would like a letter. Oh I've had a letter in ages. An actual mean? letter. An actual letter, yeah. So I got That's a letter. Sick. I got a letter from the guy. It was double-sided. He spaced the words no. out. He had beautiful handwriting. And he sort of went on to tell me how that... Um, first, he was very apologetic. And he said that he'd been watching World War II documentaries and drinking wine. <laughs> and, and he got battered. And then the documentary finished and he changed the channel and immediately it was me going mm. on about how old, like, just doing this thing. Right. And he said, I just got angry. And so did he actually message. have grandparents that fought in the war? No, I it? don't think so. Um, wow. Uh, and so he said, I'm really, really sorry. I just drunk. What and can you say to that? If someone said, like, this is what I said saying earlier about Twitter. What can you say if someone actually apologises? You just ha have to forgive them? Well, I actually thought, I actually thought it was quite... I, I was glad I did it because I sort of thought it took what was initially a sort of, a, I guess, quite a scary situation and then yeah. boiled it down to this fucking loser in a basement. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Just like, I got pissed and I'm going to fucking message that packy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just like, it's sort of like... I'm not saying he's a loser, but... For that moment, he was. Do you, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, like, I just think it's sort of suddenly... And that's the thing with Twitter. People say these things and you go, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm mm. But actually, it's just some person just venting. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because like, and, and they th think it's anonymous. Yes. And they think that no one will ever see it. They think that you won't see it. Exactly. Because you have X amount of people doing And there are, not in, there are not enough steps between you thinking it yeah. and it being delivered. That's the problem with that. Right. So it needs to go, like, you, if you do a tweet like that or a message like that, mm. your laptop should go, mate, this is a bit fucking strong. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. If I received this, I'd report it to the police. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'll send yeah. it if you want. Yeah. But just, what do you reckon? Do you know what I mean? And then I, sometimes I think you just take that. If you to go, do you know what? Is... I'm just going to have a wank and go to sleep. I should never, I should not. That's a, a great name for an album. <laughs> Ed, do you get a lot of this on Twitter? Because I know you don't. You, you've, you've you've backed away from. I don't engage too don't much engage. with that stuff. Um, but I also, yeah, I don't get too much. Um... What's the craziest thing you've heard about yourself online? <laughs> no, I've got some, some boring shit. answers, bro. No, <laughs> yeah. no, man. But also, I don't watch it. I don't. Yeah. I don't read. I don't care about that shit. I'll, I'll, I might look at it for a laugh, but... Um, like how, how negative do you think social media is just in, in, in general for, for our sanity? Because I know that I can't... I, de I periodically delete all of the apps from my phone because I just can't handle it. My bro, I'm an optimist, man. Like, I feel like we're in a wonderful place of working it out. Mm. Like, we're really working out how, how all of this... How, how we've been going on and how we're going on. And everything is transitional. The variables always changing. So we're getting used to this fucking social media thing. It's fucked up in so many ways. Mm. So many people are stepping back from it, which is great because some of us learn after, you know, we all started drinking when we were 17. Some people learn, you know what? This booze ain't for me. I act like a fucking animal and I do things, you know what I mean? I'm working out that I'm not really a part of it. Yeah. And I don't really want to be a part of it. Yeah. I like the real world. Do you, are you, do you find yourself from that you're checking it all of the time? Like... <laughs> 
I probably do check it. I mean, I check it probably more than I should, I guess. Mm. For comedy, comedy and Twitter are not great bedfellows in terms of like, in terms of, uh, we are in a situation, thanks to social media, where people uh, don't appreciate nuance as much as they, in, in comedy as much as they used to. And people are, feel, it feels like people are more ready to be offended by things. Mm. I don't sort of care as much as I used to yeah. about the responses I get. Of course. It? But I feel like so many comedians, yourself included, actually just kind of tell it how it fucking is, but how the rest of us, either who are in a professional realm and, and can't come out with certain things, or people that feel like they haven't got a voice because they're not in a profession... Uh, uh, sort of uh, some imaginary status place, you know, that you guys can just tell it how the fuck it is. And I hear you, I hear Ricky, I hear certain people, and I'm like, fucking exactly, thank you. Mm. I'm so glad someone's saying it out loud and on stage or on a podcast or on radio. And, um, you know, because life is fucking morbid and life is fucked. And keep I preaching the truth, brother. I, uh, thank you, man. I will do. That's my, that's one, one pathetic one clap. clap. Nice one. <laughs> One of the... One the rest of, the, of you can leave. One of the worst noises I've ever heard that was. Just yeah, somebody was just half... A, I'm yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. I think I sort of agree with what he said. I can get them kicked out if you want. <laughs> I'll take them out. Um, I do think like... But, what you, but the thing is, though, the truth is, is that I could say something off-key on this podcast and mm. I've got the luxury of being a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, 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 the fallout from that will be much less yeah, than yeah. if you say something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So mm. I do sort of recognise that I'm in a luxurious position where people expect you as a comic to a degree I mean I could mm. say something I could say a career ender if you want me to but um <laughs> go but for I, it, I, I think like I, I think he's had one uh, beer <laughs> um for comedians it's just easy it's easier yeah. because people expect true people if expect it's funny you. because I've yes. there's a, some comedians that are just want to do the whole you know, like, I'm going to be super controversial, but there's no joke in there. Well, there's this thing now, um, obviously, that's uh, this guy, uh, Count Dankula, who right. got um, convicted for this um, this pug thing. Right. Do you, do you guys know about this? I don't about know about this. this. So this guy, this guy in Scotland, he, um, the video, he did this YouTube video where he said, my girlfriend thinks this pug is really cute, so I'm going to uh, make it as appalling as I possibly can. Mm. So he got it to respond to the vocal cue, Gas the Jews. And then he got it mm. to do a Nazi salute every time he says Zeke Carl, right? So Sorry, that a was a joke. It's a pug, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's fuck. It's amazing. Um, no, it's, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying it's amazing yeah, as a yeah, comedic yeah. thing. I'm saying to train a pug of to course. do that is that you got respect the, the yeah, technical. Yeah. No, I, feel, I feel you. I do you know what I mean? I don't think it's. I don't necessarily think it's funny, but it must have taken a while. A That's all time, I'm saying. I think you got to recognise that. Yeah, he's gone for a lot of doggy treats mm. to get a pug to do that. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? What, what was the actual sentence he's got? With, I don't. I don't actually I can't, I can't know. Remember, but but, but. Scot- he was he was done by the Scottish police for like yeah. uh, hate speech or something. So. Um, so some comedians, I mean, I, I personally, uh, I don't think it's right that he's been convicted. The thing is... Sorry, is he a comedian or just Joe He's a, He's a comedian, I guess he's, he's a comedian, but I think he's like a, he's not like famous, he's like a, a an open mic comedian or like circuit comedian or something. Mm. You know, the truth is it, it doesn't matter if he's a comedian or not. The intent, yeah. the, the in, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. he was making a joke. Mm. And I sort of, I sort of tweeted in his defence. Yeah. But the problem is... Is that and as if that makes a difference? Oh, Ron's tweeted in his defence. Oh, that case on all charges gone. Dankula's side. Um, But the controversy about it is this: first of all, it's a very, it's arguably quite an offensive thing to do. Also, I didn't think it was very funny. Well, that's that's another thing. It's not very funny. Thirdly, 
it's the people that have come out in support of him, yeah. which is like Tommy Robinson's. Support I didn't I see a photo of him and Tommy Robinson? Yeah. and I was like, so nah, what bro, I would say is, fuck that. So, but I still listen. I don't think it was funny. Mm. I wouldn't do it. I think I don't like Tommy Robinson. I don't like the people that have come out in support of yeah. him. So I disagree with almost all of it, yeah. except for the decision to remove his right to be able to do it. I don't agree yeah. with what he did. So I think it's free dis- speech. I, I don't like it. I don't think it's funny. But mm. I would defend his right to do it. Yeah. I don't. I, I just think. The, his intent was not hate speech. His intent yeah. was a joke. It's a shit joke, yeah, but it's a joke. It's a shit joke. But I still think you should be allowed to make shit. You can't let someone off because they're not good at something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are other people that have made Nazi jokes or mm. jokes about mm, Jews, mm, mm, mm. but because they're better at the craft, you're going to let that pass. And yeah. because this guy's just a bit shit at it, you're going to say you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> I just don't think... Listen, I don't think it's funny. I yeah. think the guy... I, I'm not. I, from what I've seen of the guy online, I'm not a fan of his. Yeah. I don't necessarily think he's a good bloke. Mm. I still defend his right to do it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that once we start stopping that sort of thing, I just think it's a dangerous road that yeah. we're going down. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Not even it. one clap. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, 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 don't. Don't. Don't, <laughs> don't even clap there. Uh, Even a little prick at the back. Yeah, yeah. The, the, well, he had, he, had, he had a go at me last time, so I'm not going to do it yeah. again. Um, so I, in last year, guested yes. on your... Uh, you did, and you were a brilliant guest. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you very much. You're I appreciate excellent. that. So who, who here listens to a podcast? <laughs> My man has, like, one of the most listened to podcasts in the world. I don't think that's true. In the whole world, man. <laughs> In the whole fucking world. I'm a huge fan of it, man. Thank you. I love it. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm a big fan. I actually, so before the podcast started, I'm I'm a big fan of yours. And then when he came in and said he listened to the podcast, I sort of got a semi. (laughs) (laughs) I've got got to be honest. I tried to play it cool. Oh, yes, yeah, sweet. But I thought, holy fucking shit. Ed's Ed's a big podcast guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't take the gloss off it now. Yeah. I listen he, to them all. He says Every, yours, even he says yours is the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I do love it. I like it. And do you know some of my favourite episodes on it are when people don't even really like hip-hop? That's the funniest yes, thing about yeah. it. Tom right. Davis came on. He has, he, I saw Tom recently and he, mm. really, he, he really had a go at me for, for referring to him all the time as the one that knew the least about hip-hop. Yeah. But he was. Amazing. Hey, it's funny, he, All he knew was like three Snoop tunes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Come <laughs> on! <laughs> Uh, it's funny though. It was a good. It's still a good episode. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I like. I I had a list when I did the podcast with you. I yeah. had a list of things that I wanted to talk about. Yes. And we didn't talk about. And we didn't talk about. It. Yeah. Not I know. even one. Yeah. I tell you why. Because the the structure and the questions are to give the podcast something. If you know, it, like a fallback. But yeah. the truth is, you and I. I had a nice chat, yeah. so it ended up with me not really going to the questions. So <laughs> you should that take that as fine. a compliment. No, no, it was good. It was just because I had things to try and redeem myself for my hip-hop credentials. Right. Redeem? Well, not redeem. Okay, we're established. Right. To people that to weren't reinforce, familiar. To reinforce. So that people... To reinforce. Yeah. And I had a list of things that I wanted to tell you. Okay, go on. To try and, you know... Are you going to tell me them now? I can do. I can I don't have them written down. Yeah. Go on. I DJ'd for Guru once. Did you? Yeah. Who's this clap prick? This guy. <laughs> Who's in the back? This guy. Clap me louder. Who the fuck Fucking up, man? Who the guy. Fuck are you? Louder. This guy. That's I right. did. I Show did. Yourself. Listen, I did an impassioned speech about freedom of speech for the yeah. masses, and it got fuck all. Gangstar, man. Once Shit. for Guru. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a penis. I, clo- uh, I, clo- I closed my eyes and pretended I was DJ Premier. So I'm not this, gonna lie. How did this come about? 
he was doing an in-store at a Carhartt store. This was a long time ago. He was performing and he didn't yeah. have a DJ and I was opening up for him. So right. I ended up playing Mass Appeal for him rapping. Uh, how, were you nervous doing that? Fuck yeah. And uh, what was he like to chat to? Did you tell him that Jazz and Mataz was shit? (laughs) (laughs) Not number one. Sorry, who who are the heads in this building? Who are the hip-hop heads? Here, make some noise. Okay, so this is... This is, that's 30, 35%. Do you know what makes 35%. me? 35%. I went to see I went to see Kendrick recently, right? Yeah. Ken, you I, might have to tell him who that is because there's yeah. fucking hip hop heads in the building. I went to see Kendrick Lamar recently. Okay, cool. And as, as like many hip hop artists do, party through the gig, you went, "Where are all my real Kendrick fans at?" Mm. And like everyone goes, uh, "Yeah, yeah." And I just thought. I, just thought, I said to my mate, "It's so funny to ask that question because is anybody going to go? Well, actually." Uh, <laughs> I'm not a massive fan. I just thought... I like this song with you too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just thought I'd come along because it's a free ticket. A mate bought it. it the, the, the other person dropped out, so I just came along, cringy. I'll be honest with you. Everyone's going, yeah, yeah. I've been down since Section 80. Yeah, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so how you've been in hip-hop. You, you don't talk about yourself, your own hip, hip-hop journey. At- yes. I, I mean, I've listened to hip-hop since I was a kid. Like somebody left a... Uh, somebody left a tape at my house and then uh, it was uh, It Takes a Nation of Millions, Public Enemy. Mm. And like I just thought it was amazing. And then I've just been into hip-hop ever since. And I went through like a really narrow-minded phase of only listening to East Coast hip-hop that comes from a certain like couple of streets. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't listen to anything else. And then it sort of broadened out. Eventually I sort of was like, oh yeah, I'll listen to some West Coast. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and, then, and then it sort of, you, then you become a, like a bit more grown-up about it. I love it because... I grew up listening to exclusively that. And yeah. you get locked into that certain period of your life. What music you listen to stays with you forever. Yeah. And that, for me, was exclusively hip-hop. So mm. now, the result of that is that I will listen to other music, mm. but no music hits me yeah. like hip-hop hits me. You know, doing the podcast for me has opened my eyes a little bit because I still I always loved hip-hop, but I'd always... Any new hip-hop that came out, I mm. wanted it to sound like... I'd only listen to the new hip-hop that sounded like the old hip-hop. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so... And now, doing the podcast, you know, like... I know you've had Asim on this podcast. When mm. I was chatting to Asim, like, he's somebody that listens to new stuff yeah. and listens to new, different stuff. And it sort of made me start to realise... I'm not going to like all of it. And some and there's big branches of hip-hop that I'm never, ever going to get into. That's the truth of it. Mumble rap. Yeah, correct. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's dog I, I, shit and should be made illegal. But, but um, the, thing, the thing with it is it's all about context. Yes. So if, you, if, if I'm playing it in a club, you really understand like, why it exists and how it moves people and how it sounds sick. Yeah. So it's all about context. I hated Rick Ross until BMF came out and then right. I played it in a club. I mean, obviously hustling was sick, but BMF was, you know, that tune came out and you saw how people reacted to it. You listen to it in like shitty headphones. You're like, BMF is the worst song ever. Rick Ross is terrible. Yeah. Listen to it in a club and everyone is singing that hook. Yes. That song has meaning. Yeah. I mean, I I think that the the, the thing for hip hop fans um, is that there's a little bit of a a, a dichotomy in being a hip hop fan because one of the reasons that we love hip-hop is because it changes so... It's such an exciting genre of music because mm. it changes so rapidly. Yeah. But at the same time, being a hip-hop fan, you are you grow up as a snob. Do you mm. know what I mean? And like yeah. people have got to be real and music's got to be quality. So what that means is when a new thing happens you sort of don't want to embrace it initially because you go, is this real? You, yeah. Is this proper hip-hop? <laughs> Jimmy, I don't know if I should give this a chance. Yeah. And then it, t- like, it took me so fucking long to even accept... Southern hip hop right. as a fit. Like I was Crunk. like, "Fuck you, mate." 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to listen to any of this shit. Yeah. And then eventually, I think I listened to one thing. It's like you're saying, you still go, oh, yeah, this is all right. Yeah. And then, and then eventually, like, oh, actually, I've been a prick this whole time. Do you know what I mean? But, but, um, but I you know, know you for, for me, hip hop's always been such a personal, um, personal thing. And like, you know, back in the day in like the 90s or whatever, um, when we were going to school and we had our Walkman and whatnot, it was like, you felt like you were the only one who had fucking hard to earn mm. Lab Cab in California. Yeah. And, and so when you listen to fucking DMX slipping, you really like, it was like a big thing for you. Yeah. Now with, with everything being so global and without having to go to vinyl shops and, and, and stuff, which is fine because everything changes, like you say, it means that we all kind of listen to the same shit, but then what we have now is pressure that we all have to like Drake. We all have yeah. to yeah, like yeah. Kendrick. We all have to not, like mumble rap if we're over 30. Yeah, we all have yeah. to, you know what I mean? And so I, 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 you know, I kind of resent that, that, but I, I try and just keep, still keep it personal. And the thing I like about being a grown man and listening to it now is I'm like, this Drake song's wicked. Yeah. I still don't really like him. Yeah, I still yeah. think he's a wet flannel. <laughs> but like what, he makes some amazing songs and great so it's great man. I can listen to him. And some, you know, there's so many different, um, artists now that we can pick and choose and, and, and that's the beautiful thing but it's hard not to get caught up in this in just following what's going on and you know um, who is your f- go-to artist of all time your go-to rapper of all time holy wow. shit sorry I'm just gonna do this before we holy go holy shit I got like five, five minutes before we have the fucking piss break I wanna fucking know I don't give it, I've had like one and a half vodkas I'm ready for this my, my go-to artist of all time yeah that's it man I'm come on now possible to say one okay give but me a top like, Five. I wonder how much oh about this. No, nah, I mean you've got like, you know, your personal favourites. I got some, you know, Slick Rick is someone who just is personal to me. I just love Slick. You know what I mean? Mm. And 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 um. First name. But basis. at the same time, when I'm the, the artist I probably listen to most, if you look to my Spotify, probably be Nas. Okay. Probably be Nas. You know, you got Redman and people like that 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 I seem to go for. I find it very interesting seeing who stands the test of time and right. I always go back and check for the old albums and um Redman is uh somebody that I think is one of the greatest of all time definitely. and um personality yeah. cadence I just love I just think he just doesn't give a shit do you know what I mean like, and and I love that yeah I love I love listening to somebody who feels like they don't care if I like them or not. Do right. you know what I mean? And Redman has that. If you came to this thinking we weren't going to nerd the fuck out about hip-hop, <laughs> then you are sorely mistaken. So what? So who who else is in your top five? That's what I want to know. Because I feel like we have this chat a lot, but it changes. I mean, you know, you've got UK... So for me, it's Tupac for all five slots well, in the for top me, five. Well, for me, I, I, would, I would actually abbreviate that to Machiavelli. Right, okay. Because that album was the, by far the best, my favourite album of his. You know, mm. all, um... Oh, that fuck guy off, <laughs> mate. He's back. He's that back. Fucking one this clap cunt's back. Absolute bellend. Fuck off. I hate you, man. Snuck in the back. Yeah. I mean, I've always got my, my UK guys that, like, you know, the are part of the fabric yeah. of, me, of me, like Chester P, Skinny Man. Oh, my God. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Them yeah. lot, like, really, like, I hold them yeah. up there with Redman and, 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 and Slick of and Nas and, you know, yeah, definitely some Tupac. I really feel that Kendrick is yeah, I is, agree. is is another one of them. He feels like he really feels special in that way, man. The reason that Kendrick is respected as much as he is is partly because he has diverged outside of hip hop. And what I mean by that is, mm. you listen to How to Pimp a Butterfly, and that album, you know, it sort of takes on influences that arguably there are people mm. I know that don't like that, that come like on hip hop fans who that, doesn't like that there's I've got I know loads of people that think that they say to me when he did that album 
I was stopped being a Kendrick oh, fan. Man. Like, like they're, they're genuinely people that... And because... Is their favourite band take elsewhere. that? Is that why? <laughs> but, they, but, but I'll tell you why, though. Because they think that Kendrick reached outside of hip-hop. And, right. that, and so that is, as a hip-hop fan, that's insulting. But I think he's, if he's a... been revered for reaching outside of hip-hop. You want your artists to be revered because they're fucking hardcore hip-hop. Mm. But I think, I, some think people, essence, that's controversial. I think the essence of hip-hop, which comes from sampling, is to embrace everything of all different types of genres. Yeah, like, even, if so that, <laughs> even if it's jazz Even if it's jazz And that is the, the perfect time to break for the piss break. Before you go, we're going to take 15 minutes and when we come back, we might do a little Q&A. So if you have any questions oh. for these two lovely people here, I'll be coming out in the crowd and uh, asking those. Is that and you? also, we will be doing a shot together. So, in- And also... One clap is going to be brought back to the dressing room to have the yeah. shit kicked out of it. <laughs> that's the other thing that's going to happen. We'll be back in 15 minutes, all right? 15 minutes. Welcome back to the Thanks for Trying podcast, the second half. Did everyone have a good piss? That was good. Um, so those that listen to the podcast, do you guys listen to the podcast? Make some noise! Well, no, the, after the break, after the halftime break, it is tradition that I'm very serious about to have a shot of tequila. So what I've done is, what, my wonderful... Look, make some noise for Seb over here recording the show. So what Seb has done, he has poured tequila shots for a lot of people. So what we're going to do, all three of us... I like the way you didn't say everyone now. Not every. <laughs> That guy who clapped on he his own. Born. I know who it was, bro. He's not getting a too. fucking shot. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're all going to hand out the shots to you guys. Don't fucking drink them. You wait. Do we have to move or do we do it from now? No. <laughs> no, just out of interest. No, we got to move. I don't so what we're going to do now is we're going to hand out these shots to you lot and then we're going to cheers you together, all right? Holy shit, okay. All right. Has it... Who's got one? Put it in there. Where's Ed? We've lost, we lost to Ed. There he is. All right, everybody, cheers. Cheers, cheers to a Sunday. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Also, I became cheers. an uncle two days ago, so... Hey. Cheers to my new niece. Cheers. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> That's that shit tequila. That cheap shit. I can't afford no good shit, man. Come on now. Fuck Welcome it. back to the Thanks for Trying podcast. That was horrible, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Why would you start off the second half like that? It's fucking unacceptable shit. I started as I meant to go on. All right. Just terribly. Oh, God, that was rank. Surprised right. Nobed didn't applaud it. Too late, fuckface. <laughs> I'm joking, man. I love you. So, as I wanted to ask uh, Rom, uh, when, when we were backstage earlier, you yeah. told me a story that I made you wait to tell because I, I, I was so... <clears throat> Uh, indignant. I, I just didn't. Would not want you to tell to say it. Yeah. Backstage, you said back in the day, your dad bought. Sorry, who, there was a factory. So basically, what happened was is that my um, my dad was like a bit of a Dell boy, and like he right. was sort of trying to constantly trying to make money from different side projects. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one day, he said to me, uh, he said, Ramesh, have you heard of Fubu? And I said, yeah. And he said, I've got... Uh, he goes, what, sorry, what year was this? 
fuck, man. That's important. I That's was important. a kid. I mean, it was a long time ago. 1943? Something like that. Some, it was a fucking long time ago. Yeah. I got excited. He goes, so I, he, said, he said, have you heard of football? And I said, yeah. Now, and then he said to me, I've got a warehouse full of it. Now, <laughs> uh, so like he bought a load of knockoff shit. So like, um, but the thing is, I didn't get excited because like, at that time, like I wasn't, um, I was trying to jump on all of that kind of thing. Like I was trying to, you know, I was trying to dress hip hop and yeah. stuff like that. And ordinarily, your dad's saying he's got a warehouse full of FUBU should be exciting because you think I'm now food yeah. up for the fucking foreseeable, right? Yeah, of course. But the problem is, is that my dad had already shown, proven himself to be a right knockoff prick because um, he, when, do you remember Ewing's, like, with a shoe, yeah. right? So I said to him, Dad, like, everyone's getting Ewing's, man. And he goes to me, don't worry, I know somebody that can get it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, sweet. So he said, uh, you want it, son? I get it. And so he went off and he turned up with this box wrapped up. Yeah. And I was so excited. And what I opened was a box of E-wings. <laughs> I, I mean, they were this just fucking... E-wings. Knock-off piece of shit. And the thing was, I opened it, and my dad looked so happy that he'd yeah. done this thing for his oh, son... Bless. ...that I fucking had to wear these pieces of shit. <laughs> it was so bad. So when he said he had FUBU, I was like, OK, mate, whatever. Yeah. What is it, Fabu or some shit like that? Anyway, he never, he never, I, I, th I think he didn't really, he tried to sell some of it, but it was like, it was properly knocked off. Um, did it look bad? Because, did you, did you wear any of it? I did, yes, I did. Um, Sick! I, I did wear, he wanted me to be like the brand ambassador, do you know what I mean? Oh. Like, so, I, I did wear some of it like uh, around Crawley and that. Um, but the sales didn't really take off. I think that warehouse still exists. I think there's, there's <laughs> a warehouse somewhere there. just it outside of there. East Grinstead that's got a shit ton of FUBU in it. It's like an Indiana Jones kind of fucking go and dig, dig your way through there and find the treasure. Do you know what I mean? Some knock off FUBU. Ed, what was the worst shit that you used to wear in school? Because I know you had the, Probably the machine. Probably FUBU. <laughs> you had the machino, right? The sick machino. Because you wore it in Kill Your Friends. Definitely, yeah. I mean, that was the kind of garage, the garage days. Ahmed's yeah. here. We used to be at Eros, Pure Silk, Garage Nation and all that. Moshed up, iceberg historyed up with fucking Tweety mm. Pie and all of that. Looking like absolute cunts. Um, wearing the uh, Docklands from Camden yep. and, and, yep. and all of that. The, the Wallabies. Thinking we were Ghostface. We definitely weren't. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was a beautiful time. But then, yeah, I also wore um, a lot of baggy... Baggy uh, hip hop shit. Come on, I had the the mosh, the mosh like body warmer thing. Fucking hell! And then I went Not out. Not a gilet. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, and I went out in it. I thought I was the man. Yeah. And then when I came back, somebody had dashed a cigarette like right in the back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. It was bad. That was it. I threw it away. <laughs> you threw away a machino gilet. Sort of fucking cigarette burning it, mate. What are you supposed wow, to do? Man. Recycle it and give it to African kids. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> was that the career ender? No, that was it. That was... <laughs> no, that ain't come yet. We got time for that, bro. We got time. So that's the end of the thanks for trying podcast. <laughs> so uh, as this is um, episode one, I made it to season two. Nice. <laughs> made it to season two. All right. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. You guys don't understand. So what I wanted to do is do a segment. Do try something new. Do a segment, right? Yeah. Me and Ed, we were talking about this. Mm -hmm. 
Do a little, this is your career ender. This is my career ender, don't worry. Let's do it. I wanted to do a thing about, uh, called Under the Patio. My new record's called Under the Patio. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be, be, about, uh, be about things, you know what I mean, that really piss you off, that piss me off. Because clearly, you know, I have a lot of issues. And I wanted to ask you guys what, what the relevant kind of punishment would be for the things that piss me off on a daily basis. Right? To the people that commit these to crimes. To the people that commit these crimes. Sure. All right? And I'll start, I'll start out, you know, pretty tame. Okay. Okay? And see what you How guys think. How many of these are there? Uh, eight to nine hundred. Okay. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So, go on. Yeah. So if we give like each one 10 to 15 minutes, then we'll be, we'll be good. Um, people... Are we getting paid for this? I am. I don't know about you. <laughs> it depends on your performance. Okay. People who get on the train before letting people off first. Do you know what? I knew you guys would like this. I knew it. Uh, Romish, what's the appro what's the appropriate punishment? I, when for I was this? young, my mum my, my used to say to me, "Well, better than a slap around the face with a wet fish or a poke in the eye with a sharp stick." I feel like a slap around the face with a big wet fish would be great for that. If there's just a London transport, he's got psh, psh, licking him with. But a that big means haggard. you have to carry a wet fish with you at all times. No, I'm not carrying it, bruv. I'm not walking around with a haggard. So <laughs> So it's then you have to poke them in the eye with a with a what? <laughs> with a little light road, no. So, okay, so <laughs> I never thought I'd hear you say the word row. <laughs> nah, fuck that, man. Where, I feel like that wouldn't do anything apart from like, oh, what? What is that slight disgruntlement? Uh, I've got to be honest with you. I don't. I don't think that's a cut and dried case because some people take so long. To get off the fucking train, do you know what I mean? He's one of them. You just no, 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 no. I don't mind waiting a small amount of time. But if some prick is wow. fucking writing their memoirs before they come off, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting yeah, on, yeah, mate. Yeah, I don't yeah, give a yeah. shit, mate. The fucking it's gonna beep in a sec if you don't fucking come off. What if I'm stood at the don't doors? Don't let me pull you off, dickhead. I'm stood at the doors waiting to come off. <laughs> yeah. So and no, and listen. If you're cunts. stood at the doors and you come off, fine. What I don't want is to be fucking stood there <laughs> while you say goodbye to the fucking rest of the Waltons before you come off the fucking train. What you want to do? Wait for you and then the doors shut on me and I look like a knobhead as it moves off to the next station because you can't fucking get off the fucking train, wow. you fucking asshole. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Second one. Second one. Second one. Okay. All right. Let's see, let's, I can destroy this one. Let's see, <laughs> see what you can do. People that don't wash the back of plates. See, I know there's a couple, I hear, I hear a couple things. So have you got, is there a particular, I mean, what is this? As a thing, why, what has happened? Who's doing that? So is this a friend of yours? Well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be real with you. Yeah. I'll be real with you. Who, who in here lives in shared households with uh, random housemates? So your housemates are not washing the back of plates? How do you wash a plate without washing the back of a plate? I don't know. Uh, you wash the front of it? Uh, I, I don't, I, it's a very difficult question. Do you wash the back of a plate? Yeah, I do. Yeah, see? If I do, I do it properly. Ed's coming around for dinner and then washing up. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, listen, I, I get that you should wash the back of the plate, but you're not going to fucking eat off it. Who's flipping their plate over for a change. Nah, it's not like a pillow. It cupboard, it's when bro. they stack them. You're not gonna, oh, right, okay, yeah, fine. Stack the but I just want to see who the... Oh, no, the fucking back of this plate is filthy, man. I can't eat off that. You're not supposed to, knobhead. Turn it over. 
It's fucking, I want to know who the fuck is eating off the back of plates, mate. That's the biggest crime. You back plate eating motherfucker. Also quite difficult. Mm. Really difficult. Yeah. Eating off of a yeah. back of a plate. Yeah, you can't have peas. You that's out, that's peas. out of the question. Anyway, right. no, okay. I agree with you. Right. I think that's okay, unacceptable. Cool. Thank I, you. I, I think, appreciate that. I redeemed. think that uh, that should be the punishment. They should eat off the back of the plate they didn't wash. <laughs> okay, so not... I like that. There hasn't yes. been a capital punishment yet. No. Okay, that's fine. So no one sent anyone to the death? No. Okay, well, how about this one? People who put the empty wrappers back in celebrations. Oh, my God. <sighs> I don't know how... That's the gallows. My man over here said gallows, yeah? I feel like that is appropriate. I've got Chop off the head, bro. Why are you putting your fucking empty wrappers back in there? I'm angry, man. Okay. Yeah, no, I get. I feel that from me. What's your take on this, Ed? I've talked. Too I can much. feel his anger, and I don't really give a shit about celebrations yeah. and that. To be honest, bro, yeah. but I feel his anger. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> Do you? I've got to be honest. I'm vegan, and <laughs> I don't eat celebrations anyway. So I think if you eat them, you should be executed. Full <laughs> stop. For your disrespect to fucking what how, how are you? How long how long's the, the, how long's the vegan thing gone on for? Like six years? Something like that. Hour. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's good to, for me to maintain being this overweight and still vegan. <laughs> that's, the, that's the fucking hardest achievement, mate. <laughs> how many times do you get people... Because I was a vegetarian for 27 years, as yes. I, I told you. Yeah, right we are chatting about that, yeah. How, 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 how many people question you about it in an aggressive manner? Well, uh, I think that it's, uh, it's true to say that... that I mean, a ve veganism has got more popular, but it is sort of... Um, people think that you're a sanctimonious twat if right. you become vegan, and I get that. And so when you tell people you're vegan, they go... <laughs> oh, he said he's vegan. I wondered how long that was going to take. <laughs> well, it's because I don't want to eat the fucking chicken, you cunt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's... The problem is there's animal products in loads of shit, so you can't have a go at me when I say mm. I'm vegan. Like, Do you want yeah. some chicken? No. Do you want cheese on toast? No. Do you, want a, do you want a milky coffee? No. Why are you being so fussy? I'm vegan. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I wondered when you bring it up. It's because I don't want to eat this shit, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I do, I do understand. I, the truth is, I do understand it from non-vegans' point of view, is that, like, it's the same thing as, like, religion, I guess, is that you don't want it rammed down your throat. Now, mm -hmm. I personally think that, you know, if I'm being absolutely honest with you, if you push me on it, I think that everybody should try and move towards a more vegan lifestyle. That's the honest mm. truth of it, me being sort of jokes aside. How but, dare you preach to yes, us? Yes, but I wouldn't tell you that. If you, yeah. I'm not going to get annoyed if somebody eats meat in front of me. That, yeah. like, you know, because the truth is everybody's free to live their own life. The, the problem I've got is that some vegans think that by militantly just fucking having a go at people yeah. about it... Like, I remember they were trying to do this meat... They're trying to do this meat-free Mondays thing where they're trying to encourage people to eat less meat, right? Mm. So I got asked if I would, like, sort of... I don't know, tweet about it. How, what difference is that going to make? But they're asking me if I was going to tweet about it. And then there was loads of vegans going, you shouldn't be supporting this because, you know, they're still eating meat for the rest of the week. And you just go, like, dude, nobody's going to fucking... Do you know what so you got, you got don't be ISIS about veganism. Do you know what I mean? Like, just fucking chill out. It's still good if you do meat free Monday, just because yeah. they're not going fucking full vegan. Just chill it, mate. Do you know what I mean? You're making a dick of yourself, mate. I got, a fuck, I got. They protest. Vegans protested against me at a gig, right? So, um, uh, so listen. Let me tell you what happened, right? I, I'm so what, confused, what, mate? I'll tell you what. 
What? This shit got real, right? Oh, so, come on, man. So basically, what happened was, is a mate of mine, he, uh, he nearly died of a heart attack, right? And he said to me, um, I'm doing this gig for the British Heart Foundation because they did so much for me and, yeah. I, and, and I want to do something to, 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 to give back because they, they helped me to... So he goes, can you just do this gig? I said, yeah, of course. I was free. Uh, I said, yeah, I'll do the gig. So anyway, <laughs> I'm due to do the gig. Like, like maybe the night before I'm due to do the gig, I fucking check Twitter and my timeline is full of vegans uh, just going... What is this about you doing a British Heart Foundation gig? They test on animals. Um, you're an arsehole, right? right? We demand that you withdraw from the gig immediately, right? And then they started posting, like, pictures of beagles, like dogs with their throat slit, and going, this is what the British Heart Foundation do, right? So Jesus. it was fucking, like, my timeline was full. Pick like battles, man. It looked Fuck. like I'd done a Pornhub search for slaughtered beagles. <laughs> like, it was insane. <laughs> right, so... Is that a category of one yeah. If you go really, if you go on the dark web, you can find it. If you Slaughtered really, beagles. Yeah, if you really, <laughs> I was about to go career ender. Listen. Yeah, let's just, uh, so, anyway, so anyway. I know what I'm doing when I get home. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, what the fuck? And then I looked on my Facebook, like my uh, Facebook, like the, the fan page or whatever. Yeah. And they just posted loads of pictures of slaughtered dogs all over every... So I'd gone like, I'm on Have I Got News For You next week? And then underneath, 27 pictures of beagles <laughs> with their throat slit, going, Romesh endorses this, blah, blah, blah. So they were saying... They, so I was getting loads of messages going, you've lost support from the vegan community and uh, we're never going to come to one of your gigs again and what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. So I sort of thought to myself, well, I could withdraw from this, like... But the truth is, they've sold tickets and I've said that I'm doing it. Two, this guy's trying to do a good thing. Mm. And, 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 and three, I don't want to reward that behaviour. That's yeah. the truth of it. So yeah. I went ahead and did the gig and they fucking protested. So I turned up... What do you mean they protested? There's, they, they, mate, they, were, they, they had like a load of vegans turned up outside the gig <laughs> with like a banner saying, why is Ramesh doing this gig? And they're trying to stop people from going into the gig. So just... Hold on, you actually <laughs> say, why is Ramesh Something like that. It said something like, it said something like that. So... But you are vegan. I know. And like, so it's like I was going to go on stage and for 20 minutes just kill dogs. That was my act. Just fucking gut beagles, like, left, right and centre. Anyway, the point I'm making is, is that I just think there's a way of doing it and that is not the way. I feel like those, those vegans that do that are the, ver the new converts. Yeah, because there's hardcore guys that were, yeah. like, eating dry Weetabix for, like, 17 years. <laughs> and, and they're not like that. They're, they're just very like chilled that. out and they're just they're like, if you want to do it, it's cool. It's all these new tofu-eating motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of the section under the No! <laughs> You've got more, haven't you? Come on. I have a list of a few go more. On, on. Does anyone want one more? <laughs> All right, okay, here we go. I'm going to see with the least, the, le the most offensive. People who say the word hollybobs to describe a holiday, come on! Who say what? Hollybobs. Never heard it in my life. Come on, because you're not on social media, bro. You are so blessed. Yeah, I feel it. Hollybobs. That is a straight death penalty, man. People are dropping hollybobs. Hollybobs. But you thing. know what? I don't know, it, I, I don't know what's more offensive, saying hollybobs... Or when people go, three sleeps till. <laughs> Those people need to be fucking executed. <laughs> three sleeps till Portugal. How about one long fucking sleep? <laughs> Forever. 
mate. Hollybobs. Does my head in, man. They're almost as bad as the people on socials that go, I'm just out with this one. <laughs> this one. What do you mean, this one? To describe their partner. Come yeah. on now. Is this it? one. Oh, mate. I think that I think death penalty. So, all right. Well, I just spilled my drink. Oh so my that's all right. god! <laughs> um, Someone get this man a shot. Hold on. But it is so it's so it's so perfectly spilt on the next question. <laughs> I want Ed. I want to talk to you about Alita. Yes. So this is Ed's new film that's now coming out in December. Yeah. Uh, Number six. And this is Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. And produced by James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> Co-starring Christopher Waltz. We've not, you've not just seen a speedboat on The Price is Right. All right? I, I, I don't know. What the fuck is up with these people? And Bully's special prize. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. This crowd, I don't oh, get their responses shit. to shit. <laughs> anyway. Brand new film. <laughs> what? Because you play you play a, a robot, a villain, a villain robot, a cyborg, a cyborg. Mm. This, okay, that's a better name for it. A villain robot, aka cyborg. You play a cyborg. What the fuck was it like doing that? Do you, you have to wear a green suit? No, so I look like a Teletubby. Actually, it's amazing. I went. I was out there the whole time in a mocap suit. So every day, instead of putting on. You know, a suit or chainmail or whatever s silly stuff I normally put on. I put on this like grey onesie, yeah. basically. And um, they made me these Nikes, which had all this Velcro over the top. And then I'd go and get motion, um, you know, 20 minutes of calibration for the mo motion capture every day. And it was like, I knew I had a, a CGI six pack, so I was just eating that Texas. <laughs> That Austin brisket, bruv. You know what I mean? There was no so vegan life out there, bruv. you were shooting in Austin, Texas. Yeah. And obviously, the first question I always text you whenever you start shooting a new film mm -hmm. is not about the co-stars. It's not about anything else. It's mm. what is the catering like? I sent you That's that picture, only, right? You sent me a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's the anything chain. more important than the catering. They are anti-vegan out there, I think, bruv. Yeah. You would not be happy on that set. And who, who are you working alongside with in your scenes? Was it Christopher Waltz in that? Or is it, who, who are you working with? Yeah, Christoph was was in the scenes. A lot of the time it was the um, the lead actress, uh, Rosa Salazar. And, um, so one of the big eyes. Exactly. Right, Kian okay. Johnson, who, who came to the, the last podcast with me. I brought him out on the sly. He came to this? Yeah, he was you sitting You didn't even out, tell me that. He was sitting in the, in, in the back row on the sly. And, um, yeah, it was cool, man. That's elite. And when's it coming out? How come I'm, it got pushed back from July until December? I'm not sure, you know. Like I say, like the baton's been passed on. They're running away with it. I just watched them run, you know what I mean? And go, okay. And have you watched the trailer for Deadpool 2? Yes. What do you think? Yeah, I, do you know what? I just love the, the, the franchise as a whole. I love the characters Dude, as a whole. can I just say, I've got to say, you were so sick in that film, man. Thank you, man. I, I just, honestly, you were so... Mate. Incredible. Thank I you. fucking, honestly, I was buzzing to meet you off the back of that. Like, on, you were so sick in that. Deadpool's a great, but it's mate, you're so film. fucking, you're such a cunt in that film. Yes. <laughs> That's what I loved about it. That's what I loved about it. Do you know what I mean? Because I was like, this well, I joke about that. fucking I'm... cold. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Just a great. fucking wanker. And you were torturing him. And you, you felt like he's getting a hard on about how, 
bad he was going to have it. I'm a comic book fan, man, so, like, I'm fucking harsh on that shit, and yeah. you f killed it, mate. Honestly, you're so good. I'm, Brother, I'm buzzing. Big up, Ed, man. You're Every so time. good. It was mate. amazing. Now we joke about, like, um... That's definitely enough compliments. But yeah, we joke about about you know that I'm I'm like rent a cunt wherever I go. I said that to Robert Rodriguez <laughs> on the first day. I was like, I'm rent a cunt. Look at me. Do you He's ever like, feel Do you ever feel typecast for it? No, nah, because I just uh, there's Fifty Shades of Cunt. You know what I mean? That's me. <laughs> and so you know you see me in Elita and I'm cunting it proper, right. but it's cyborg cunting it. And then you know I did a film late later in the year with Barry Jenkins, the Moonlight director. Do you know what I mean? And it's a yeah. whole other shade of cunt. And then um, yeah, so so I've you know. Would you ever be in a rom com? Of course. And in fact, I'm in one this year. <laughs> Are you, you really in a wrong car? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a film called Patrick that is... The lead character, Patrick, is a pug. Oh. <laughs> I'm not in a romantic relationship with him. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's so many great British uh, comedians in it. And, and, you know, when I stepped into it, I was like, you know, all I can play... You can see from tonight, all I am is the straight guy to the funny guy. Um, same in Deadpool with Ryan, you know, who's like, I know I can operate in that straight guy format, but um, yeah, that was fun. I like to try all these different things and, and, and try as much as I can. And, I never, you know, got, I never two... got a call for that film. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of great British comedians, I never even got a fucking phone call, mate. Do you, know, do you know, I was supposed to be in The Martian. Let me tell you this fucking story. <laughs> Let me tell you this fucking story, bruv. And another well, thing. Let me tell you this story. All so, right. Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, so I'm ready. So my, my agent called me and said... They wanted to. They wanted to read for the Martian, right? Yeah. And I've listen for Matt Damon's character. No. <laughs> no. They wanted me to play some bud bud ding ding that's like um, right. that's into the so like at the screen. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Just going. Ah, oh, I don't think that should be there. And so so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I turned up for the audition. Right. They just need a brown guy to be at a computer screen. Fine. Yeah. I can cool. fucking do that. I'm going to be in the Martian. So I turn up, and um, the, the woman there, the casting director, yeah. she goes to me, um, she, goes, she goes to me, okay, we ready, you want to sit down there, and you pretend the screen is there, and I went, all right, sweet. And then I said, do you want me to do it British or American? Right? Because I've got both in my locker. Thank you, bro. All right? She said to me... All two of them. She goes to me, why don't you do both, and we'll see what Ridley prefers. Right? All right. So at that point, my balls twinged, right? Because yeah. I thought, holy fucking shit, bruv. Ridley's going to watch this. And I might mm. be in the fucking Martian, right? So, so then, so I go, okay, well, I, why don't I try American first? Yeah. And then I do British afterwards, Yeah. Right? So she goes, all right, sweet. What could go wrong, innit? Yeah, what could go wrong? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Ed. <laughs> what could go wrong? I start doing the American, and my American accent is so shit that she starts laughing at my audition, right? She starts um, corpsing. So, so I go... I kind of, I kind of want to hear this. No, one. no, no, I can't. Listen to... Hold on, hold on. Listen to the people. How is that the biggest cheer all night? Come on, Listen bro. Listen to the people. Come on, bro. Come on now. Romesh, give them what they, they need, bro. Know, so, one... basically, it's something like, I don't believe you should be in that sector. <laughs> anyway, about, I've heard what I've heard what I've heard There was more dialogue than that, right? I'm going to yeah. fucking go into it. <laughs> fucking end my career, because Ridley might have gone, he's... 2% away from getting the part. Anyway, so, so she, she starts corpsing. I go, she'll have another go. And she mm. went, yeah? <laughs> and another go, she starts cracking up again. Yeah. So I finish, and then I go, I'm not going to bother doing the British right. one. 
because this is fucking over, isn't it? And she goes, yeah. Oh. So then I, 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 I came out of the room and I phoned my agent and I said, not only have I not... <laughs> not only have I not got a part in The Martian, but you need to not put me up for anything that involves... <laughs> That involves any of those people ever again because I have not only have I burnt those bridges, yeah. I fucking bombed them, mate. <laughs> I, I, I fucking I bombed those bridges and then I came back and took a piss on them when they were ashen. It's so the only way to go. That's my movie career. If you've ruined America. it, you may as well ruin it properly. Exactly, that's... mate. I fucked it. Anyway, I hope that. How, how many of these things do you do you go up for? I, I went up for Mary Poppins too. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> When did they make Mary Poppins sue it? I, I saw know. the trailer, Emily soon. Blunt. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. I never got the call for that. Bro. It looks no. dead, bro. Fuck yeah. that. So uh, listen, genuinely, I hope that film fucking flops. What accent uh, did you do in Mary Poppins? What, what I went British. Did you go I wasn't going to fuck up like that again. Yeah. In fact, I even offered them Indian. Do you know what I mean? Just maybe they go Mary Poppins. What the fuck? Do you know what I mean? I just throw a little bit of extra comedy in. Anyway, I fucked that up as well. The, the other film I did, because uh, I've got a movie career, fuck you, Ed. Um, I've got a movie. I was in Age of Cannibals. Do you know that film? It's a German, it's a German independent movie. <laughs> I'm so, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's because I've got to be honest with you. Somebody messaged You've me. You've had a beer and a half. Somebody messaged me saying they've seen it, and I said, can you please not tell anyone that I'm in that fucking film? So when I started doing stand-up, they... Um, my, my agent at the time called me and said, there's this German film and they're interested in seeing you for the part. So right. I'm all right. So it's filming in Dusseldorf. Mm. So I, um, they weren't in England. They, I had to do a Skype audition, right? I had to play... <laughs> I had to play an Indian businessman, right? So um, I Skyped this guy and he goes, uh, let's uh, see what your Indian accent is like. And I said, okay. And I sort of wobble-headed my way through the audition. And at the end of it, he goes, I must be honest, I don't know what Indian accent sounds like, but you've got the part. So I'm fucking in the film. Three days in Dusseldorf, and I'm getting paid for that shit, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? Must, you must have felt the same when you got Deadpool, right? So, <laughs> so, wait, that's not, don't fucking, gr don't ooh like I just dissed a man. Do you know what I mean? Don't fucking make me look like an arsehole. I'm bigging him up. This fucking audience, bruv. I don't know where I don't know where they've this come from, man. I'm sorry. Wankers, I'm sorry, mate. Bro. We should have got rid of that guy. No, let me explain what happened there. I was making a joke about how this man's movie career is up here and I haven't got one. And you went, ooh, like I was dissing it. Fuck you, man. <laughs> anyway, so. You gotta get rid of that guy. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this uh, film in Dusseldorf. Okay, cool. <laughs> right? So in this film, I've got to lose my temper and slap my servant. Right. right? And they got... <laughs> so they basically... Honestly, this is how yeah. I remember it. They go, this is your servant. And a box opened, and this Indian boy, like, came out. I, I swear no. to you, mate, he just fucking emerged, right? So they said to me, you've got to... You've got to you, you can't just slap a kid. Mm. We've, got, we've got a stunt coordinator to make sure that you do the slap properly. So they go, can you go downstairs... And so I go downstairs, and in this room is a stunt coordinator, this Indian boy, and, so, and then me. It's like a little tiny fucking room. And then the, the stunt coordinator goes, slaps this boy. <laughs> 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 so 
I fucking pimp handed him, right? <laughs> Talcum powder and everything, innit? I was like, you better have my fucking money! <laughs> so I just slapped him. And then the stunt coordinator goes, that is good. And that was it. <laughs> then I... <laughs> so anyway, that's not the worst thing that happened, man. Because like... I, hold on, hold on. What's this movie called again? Because we've all got to go and watch it. Now. I need to see this. What's it called? It's called I need to it's see It's called this. Age of Cannibals, right? Age, Age of, Cannibals. of Cannibals. Right? So, so, so wow. then, I'm so fucking... I, I sort of, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm telling you this story, but I'm experiencing regret about telling it because I sort of want it to disappear. But anyway. Yeah, you should, bro, but keep yeah. digging. Go on. But so, so anyway, so Ed knows this better than I do. So I, I'd never done any filming at this point, right? So you've got to do... They do it from here, then they do it from there, mm. then they do it from here. Like, so, so many fucking times. So anyway, I, every time... I, so they do my close-up, and then they're doing the scene on the other two. There's, like, two or three other guys in the office. Mm. And, like, they're filming, and I'm slapping this kid every time, like, fuck you, bastard, and then slapping this kid. Like, connecting? Yeah, conne you... yes, wow. connecting. Because the guy told me, his ass is good. So I, oh, I thought, man. I assume that's fine. Anyway, this is the fucking worst thing. One of the producers comes up to me after we've been doing this scene for about 40 minutes. He goes, actually, for the last hour, you're not even on camera. So I've been slapping this fucking kid. And I'm not even in the fucking shop. I've been trying to stay consistent. Wow. And I've been slapping this fucking kid for no reason. This poor guy. Yeah. Anyway, if that kid's listening, I'm sorry, bro. That's heartbreaking, man. I know. Fuck. I know. So, of course, Ed, back in the day, you were a rapper. Yes. Man. Yes, sir. Um, one clap. <laughs> fuck you. And it weren't even Still, a one clap cunt over there. It it's you. a different guy. Fuck both of you. Go on. We kicked that guy out, and then there's another one. Do you ever miss rapping? Not in the slightest. I have... I, I love being on the other side of the speaker. I think we spoke about this before. But, you know, there's people like fucking Koji Radical, Ocean Wisdom, Cass is Dead. Mm. You know, these people here that are doing incredible things and they're yeah. doing it better than me. You know, I, I, I look at them and I sit in the studio with them nowadays and I go to the studio with the beggars and with you and everything and, you know, we were there with Takura like week before last and I, I watch people in the studio and I think, yeah, you're supposed to be here. You know, you, you, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. This is not what I was supposed to be doing. And when I'm on set, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So, um... You feel like that's more of a calling? Like... Yeah. 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 And that you, was my calling back in the day, but it's... No, it it's not my calling at all now. It's not, yeah. not at all. And so that ticks the boxes for you. When you're in front of camera, when, when you've got a director there, when you have a script, that, mm. that is, that's it for you. Yeah, but, you know, this year the, I've ventured into directing as well. So I've directed um, my first short film that I wrote as well. And Sick. so that's a whole new um, realm that I'm excited to enter mm. and that I really enjoyed. But it's fucking, you know, like we were talking about how, how, how labour-intensive it is to, to be involved, you know, to not just be a performer. And um, so that's been a real eye-opener to me, but it's definitely something I want to do again in the future and, um, you know, yeah, that I enjoyed. And, and it ticked those boxes and really moved move me and, and it's certainly where I'm supposed to be. So, yeah, I'm excited to direct again, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the right thing. It's beautiful. <laughs> that, was, that was a beautiful moment, it was really, right? It's, it's, honestly, a, be it's really a beautiful nice. moment. I really liked it. I was going to try and rinse you. I was going to try no. to say something. But I was yeah. like, you know I what? I really liked it. There's no, yeah. there's, you know. It's it's, yeah, that was patronising. It, it, it's no. <laughs> it was really beautiful. What I'm going to do now is oh, the, the annual moment of the Q&A. <laughs> Does anyone here have a question? I'll let you put I can't see anything. If there's any... Oh, there's a... You know what? Yeah. I'm switching mics. Thanks. I'm going to point this one at Ron, but for, for all three of you, recently, what's the best and worst places you've been? 
Oh. Uh. Wow. Uh, do you want to go first? No. <laughs> okay, so I did this. I'm doing this show. Uh, I've just film, finished filming this show for BBC Two called. Uh, I d actually, we haven't decided fully what we're going to call it. At the moment, it's called Romesh's Really Rough Guide. And uh, it's where we go to places that British people don't tend to visit. So I, since uh, the new year, I've been to Haiti, uh, Albania, and Ethiopia. Wow. And Haiti, I found difficult. So basically, let me tell you what happened. So, so I came back from LA uh, on Christmas Eve, and then on the 3rd of January, I flew to Haiti to do this show. So I was, mm. I'll be honest with you, I was pissed off that I hadn't been home very long, right? Yeah. So I was already sort of angry. And so I, so I got to Heathrow and I had to meet the producers and everything like that. And I knew a couple of the guys um, that were on the show. And um, we had to go, fly to Miami and then change to Haiti. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that's the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone. That's quite a luxurious situation to be in. But I, um, I went to Haiti. Um, when, when we were at Miami, just about to get on the plane to Port-au-Prince, uh, which is Haiti's capital, and this woman said to me, I guess we just looked like outsiders, me and the uh, producer. And she said, what, what are you doing? Why are you going to Haiti? And I, I couldn't be asked to say it as a TV show. So I just said, we're going on holiday. And she goes, you're joking. And I said, no, we're just going on holiday. We're going to go check it out. And then she goes, you're going to die. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, you're going to fucking die. And I was what? like, the fuck is it? This is as we're going onto the plane, right? <laughs> And I said, what's up with you? She goes, I know four people that were killed at cash machines in the last six months. You're going to fucking die, right? <laughs> and the show that I'm doing, the show that we're doing, we're not doing that thing where, like, you film and then you fuck off to a really nice hotel. They want it to be authentic, which essentially means you stay in shit places, right? But I'm not allowed to go on about it too much because it sounds ungrateful. But where I stayed was a fucking hole, right? So we stayed in... So she goes... I feel like, sh like I've watched Anthony Bourdain in Haiti, right? Right. And he, like Sean Penn's there. There's just yeah. bare pe random people. No, 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 no. It's not how it went down for me. Right, so... It's so, good food, though. So she said to me... No. Dude, OK. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you about the fucking food, right? So, obviously, Haiti, they don't do vegan, all right? So I had... I had spaghetti with tomato sauce twice a day, every day, for two weeks, right? On the last day... We finished, and they said, Rom, listen, man, I, I know you've had the same meal. You've done very, very well. Let's take you to a nice place. So we went to some nice place that fucking, like, other vegetarian options. They had pumpkin soup. I said to the waiter, is the pumpkin soup got dairy in it? He goes, no, mate. It's not got dairy. He didn't say mate. He said... <laughs> no, mate, ain't, no. He said, no, bro. There's no fucking dairy in this. Yep. I said to him, all right, wicked. Uh, I said, can I have the pumpkin soup? And he goes, all right. So he went off, we waited, I'm excited. It's the first hot meal I'm having in two weeks that doesn't have spaghetti and tomato sauce in it. He comes back and he goes, here you go. I go, this looks amazing. He goes, I double check, there's no dairy in it. Just to let you know, there is a little bit of goat. <laughs> I said to him, Has it, have you thought about calling it pumpkin and goat soup? Because that'll solve a lot of these fucking issues. Anyway, I had spaghetti. That was the only other thing I could have. Let me be honest. Haiti is, uh, is a country that has uh, had a very bad time of it.
Mm. And um, it's, you know, it's the other half of the island of the Dominican Republic. You know, it's next door to Dominican Republic. Dominican yeah. Republic is an amazing holiday destination. Haiti isn't. And the reason Haiti isn't is because it's impoverished. And then they got hit by the earthquake. So that country is fucked. So it, it would be remiss of me to just go, it's terrible to go there. It's beautiful. But the truth of it is, it's, it's, it's been very unlucky. And so you can't... It's very difficult for me to go, I'm going to stay here on this beach and have a great time when just nearby there is a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of poverty some of the worst of poverty I've ever seen so of course that was a that was a difficult place to go to all of the, all three of the countries I went to there were surprises if you want to go as a tourist there's lots of nice things about those places but there're also lots of negative things about mm. those places what that experience did show me is that actually we should be a bit more open to the places we go and visit. Yeah. That's the honest truth of it. But, um, yeah, so that, there you go. That's it. Yeah. I, I feel like that's one of the least articulate things I've said tonight. No, so great. for you to applaud that is almost an insult. I went, up, I went to... I did a show in a, a, a Palestinian refugee camp in Lebanon. OK. It's not top trumps, mate. And I went... <laughs> but if it was... <laughs> I'd win. Yeah, go on. What happened? Um, but same. I was a vegetarian at the time. Yeah. And there was, there was that point where it was like it was goat stew or something. And it was take out the goat yeah. and have the rest of the stew. I'm like, you're not going to complain, man. Come on, you're in a place where in someone's household where they've prepared you something with yeah. love Fuck and, them, and care. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, so, Ed, what's your, what's your answer to that question? Obviously, I'm only going to say the best place. But I'll say, like, Austin, Texas, man. I was there during Trump's inauguration, so obviously, you know, I was thinking, you know, it may not... They, people may not share the same views on, you mm. know, life and humanity as me, I'll say lightly. But Austin's, Austin's a safe haven in Texas. Yeah, it was amazing, man. It was, it was so beautiful, and it was um, such an open-minded, open-minded place, and, um, yeah, I had a great time out there. It, it blows my mind that Texas was open-minded. Yeah, I know. Because you're a stereotype yeah. of that place. Yeah, like. yeah. And I went to LA. Like, as you know, I wrote this article about it. Yeah. I went to LA and, and I'd been sort of told that LA was super liberal. And I, like, I had a... I didn't have a... I had a great time there, actually. I loved LA. But I had a, a few fucking weird experiences as a brown person in that town. Like, I talked about this in the article, so I apologise if you've read the article, but I'm going to... No, please do. So basically, one of the producers of the documentary that I was doing out there, he, he, we went out for dinner, right? And he's got kids and I've got kids and my wife went and we all sat and the kids were all playing and stuff like that. And he is, he's a white Jewish guy, right? I'm telling you that because it's relevant to the story, all right? So, <laughs> so, so we're sitting having dinner, kids are getting on and shit. And then we have our meal, we finish dinner, and then this woman comes over and she goes... Uh, I just wanted to... I'm not going to do the accent. She goes, I just wanted to let you... She's an American woman. She goes, I just wanted to let you know... No, your American accent... No, dude, good, I don't, yeah. listen. Do the American accent. The people No, want because it. there might be a Martian too. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't know. Fuck it up. <laughs> wow. Do it, man. Do it. This woman do comes it. over. Uh, wh what does she say? She goes, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. She goes, this is what America is about. And she goes, I've been watching you all night. And I was like, okay. It's fucking weird. And then she goes, 
She goes, this is incredible. This is what America is about. She goes, you, a white man, and you, a brown man, and you're having dinner, and it's nothing. Like, you're just talking to each other, and you're laughing, and your kids are playing, and this is what America's about. But it's and become something because she's talked about it. So she was like, so she started just going on and on and on about how amazing this was and how people don't think that white people and people of colour can get on and we were proof of oh, wow. that that is, not this, that is not the case. And she said, I said to my husband, I'm going to talk to him. And he said, don't. And... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was what? like, you should have listened to your husband. <laughs> anyway... Oh my! So she comes over and she says that she goes, and I'm a Republican. Oh and come I'm a on! Republican. So I was like, okay, fine. So then she left, and then we had a conversation about like, because the truth is, I don't know how to feel about that because, yeah. like, my wife, she said, she said, actually, that's kind of sweet because I said, what the fuck, right? <laughs> and my wife said to me, well, Rom, the way that you've got to see it is is that she's coming from a different... She's coming at this from a different perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a time when she would have found that difficult to accept, maybe, or people mm. that she knows find that difficult to accept. And now she saw that happening and she found it... She was like, holy shit, this actually is great and a beautiful yeah. thing and I want to go and tell them. And I said, okay, but... I'm just having fucking dinner. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, we're not making a political statement here. Do you know what I mean? I don't want the fact that... I mean, I'm married to a white woman. And let me tell you, brown guys, it's magical. Right? No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But... But the... the, the, the I'm joking. Is that the career ender? No. That's it. Yeah. That ain't the career ender. That ain't the career ender. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm you joking. did that about half an hour ago. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, but, but the truth is, I don't want... My relationship or me going to... Like, that's not a fucking political statement. I'm just having dinner, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, for but me... This, that's almost similar to what you were saying in the art, the Guardian article a couple of days ago, where you said you didn't want a film, the Wrinkle in Time film, to be deemed as... Listen, as, uh, as a politicised thing, you want it to be a great film in its own yeah, regard or uh, a bad film in its own Yeah, regard. well, listen, people sort of misunderstood me in that. Well... Some people on Twitter have misunderstood me on that right. article. The point, the point I was making was, is that all of the publicity I saw for that film was about how it was great that there was a diverse cast and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's wonderful. And I don't think there's enough of that in Hollywood. And I, I genuinely do believe that. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Like, that was the but, I've tried my best. Yeah. I've tried my best. I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. My, my argument in relation to that is we should not be going on about that we should yeah. just be talking about you know people that don't celebrate diversity or don't want to see that happen they should not be presented this in my opinion as a thing like this is what's happening now we're doing this diverse fi that film should just be fucking delivered mm -hmm. and you mm. deal with it do you know what I mean that that is how the world is now do you know what I mean we're doing diverse casting and it should be happening more that film should not be a cause. Yeah. You watch the, A Wrinkle in Time because you watch A Wrinkle in Time and you judge it, it's either good or it's bad in your opinion. Mm. But what I think is, is that the publicity for that film is all about the diversity of it. And then yeah. if you're some racist fucking wanker who sits and watches that and sees the publicity and then you don't like the film, you go, mm. that's what happens when you're diverse. Do you know what I mean? That's what fucking happens. So I just think, you just, you just deal with it. There's black people in films, deal with it. There's brown people in films. There's a brown guy that can't do an American accent in a film. Fucking deal with it. <laughs> Just fucking deal with it. There's no, there's no fanfare. There's no fanfare. There's no celebration of it. That's how it fucking is, yeah. mate. And if you can't deal with it, then you're out of touch. That's your fucking problem, not ours. That's, true. That's how I feel. I agree.
I'm going to walk over to the tech. Oh, there's a couple of questions over here. It's for Rom, actually. Um, it's to Rom. What? Oh, God. Going back to your teaching days, could you give us a story about the worst pupil that you've ever taught? Did I used to... I didn't used to teach you, did I? <laughs> Good question. I was very... I was actually very sort of chilled out teacher. I, I sort of didn't really... I don't recall a time when I raised my voice as a teacher because I didn't care. Um, but, um... <laughs> um It's very difficult because the truth... So, basically, when I first started teaching, I taught at um, uh, a very good school and I ended up becoming... I ended up being head of sixth form at this school in Crawley and the school was like Ofsted rated outstanding and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> someone... Someone ooed at that. Someone pulled out their handbags on someone you, Someone ooed at that. Ofsted, I'm not bro. saying it as an, as an achievement... <laughs> I'm just Fuck saying, that's where, that's where I work. When Corin said that he DJ'd for Guru, like yeah. proper name drop, we didn't hear no, ooh. No, he said, no one did that. No one did that. Oh, someone's, someone's making that Ofsted money. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fuck off, mate. How am I getting pinned down for that? Anyway. So, the reason I, I mention that is because after I've been working there for about... Uh, I've been working there for about five years or something, mm. and I decided... To, um, to move to a school that's more challenging, right? Because I thought, like, this school is, like, is good, and that's, this is not the reason I got into teaching. The reason I got into teaching is to, I really wanted to help people. That's honestly, I mean, that sounds noble and wanky, but that is genuinely the reason I got into teaching, because you don't get into it for the money, right? So I applied for the shittest school in the area that I could, and it just come out of special measures. And um, so I applied to that school. Ooh, fuck off! <laughs> right, so... So just come out of special measures. Yes. My experience of teaching at that school, like, it was the most difficult time I've had in my professional life. Because, I, like, say, at, at the other school I was teaching at, you'd walk into a classroom, kids would stand up, right? Everyone calls you sir, you say something, right? So, like, my first day at this new school, right, I went in there with my, uh, my fucking Ofsted outstanding attitude, <laughs> thinking I'm about to show these guys a thing or two, like fucking Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds. <laughs> Just like, just like I'm going to come in here and sort the school out, do you know what I mean? And like, it really taught me a lesson, right? Because my first day, I was teaching these like year nines and like somebody said to me, that's the most difficult class in this school, right? Mm. That, that year nine group. And, but then I, so I went, into the, I went into the classroom and they just didn't give a fuck. Like they properly didn't give a fuck. And it took me... It was an hour lesson. It took me 45 minutes to get them to sit down. That's not an exaggeration. So I was just going, guys, 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 guys. And then I start crying. Guys, 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 guys. So eventually... Ed, Ed's <laughs> laughing because he knows how many teachers have said that to us. I was a teacher myself, you right. know what I mean? I know. That's so right. was. so That's I, right. got, I got them sat down. <laughs> And it was a terrible, it was a terrible first lesson with him, right? And, um, and then at the end of the day, I had to do playground duty, where I had to, like, I had to make sure the kids left, um, the, I, had to, I had to make sure the kids left the site properly and orderly. And, I, and this kid was riding his bike. You're not supposed to ride, ride your bike on a school site. So I said to him, excuse me, mate, I was really fucking chill. Like, I was trying to yeah. be, like, all, like, matey. You know that teacher that's like, hey, call me Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> I was being yeah. that wanker, right? So I've gone, hey, man. It'd be, <laughs> be kind of cool if... Um, 
maybe you got off the bike when you're on school grounds. And he went, fuck off, right? <laughs> and then it occurred to me that actually being a teacher, your authority mm. as a teacher is bullshit, right? Yeah. Because it's only lasts as long as the kids believe in this fake setup. Because mm. yeah. the teacher's authority is fake, right? Mm. And, and so once a kid realises it's, it's, it's also fake. it's a similar confidence that you have as a standard. Yes, exactly right. So once, so once a kid goes, I don't really give a shit. Like, so I remember like going to a kid, there's, there's a kid in one of the lessons in that, in that school, where as soon as I spoke, he went, meh, oh. right? You can't, you can't do anything. You can't do yeah, anything, mate. So yeah. I, go, I go, okay, can we stop that? Can we stop that? And then you hear nothing. And then you go, right, learning objective, meh. Every time I spoke, meh. Matt, Matt. So I'm just like, what the fuck? So then I go to him. I go to him, you keep doing that, mate. Yeah. You're going to have to be out of the lesson. He goes, I don't want to be in this fucking lesson. So what do you do then? He's got a point. The whole thing's fake. So, so, that, so, so from, a surface, from a surface level point of view, that is horrific, right? Mm. As, a, as a teacher, it's very difficult. Very difficult situation. But what I would say, sort of being kind of like a bit of a sort of worthy prick about it, is after, if you read the stories of any of those kids, their, their backgrounds, right? I'm just glad that you're at school, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you're going to get a hot lunch and you're not getting that shit. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. It, they're coming from such horrible backgrounds. That actually what that does is it liberates you from getting stressed out about yeah. it. Because if a kid tells you to fuck off, you go, yeah, I would probably say that because I don't want to add fractions with different denominators either. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you sort of just, you just sort of accept it. Have you used algebra in your adult life? No, no, but, um, but that's the thing. That's the other thing is like, uh, you know, I was, uh, as a maths teacher, I sort of disagreed with, with a lot of what we were teaching because I was yeah. teaching a lot of bottom sets. And I just don't think that when a kid asks you the question, why are we learning this, that the answer, because it's in the exam, is good enough because yeah. you have to be teaching kids shit they're actually going to use. And like, there's so many people that have negative relationship with maths because they were being forced to learn fucking algebra and shit. They don't need that. Just fucking teach them adult new. Just teach them enough so they don't get nervous about how much change they should get yeah, yeah. in a shop. I think I've I've used to to try and equate like whether a dealer's given me a bad amount of drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's the only amount of maths yeah. that I've ever used in yeah, my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Why else would I use it? Yeah. Is there another question in the audience? Is anyone brave enough? Oh, I see one over there. I'm coming. My name is Isis. So have you got any advice or jokes? <laughs> it's a good question. Any, any I think advice? this is one for you, bro. Your surname isn't Jihad, is it? <laughs> no, what, what, your name's Isis. <coughs> it's a beautiful name. It's, it's and what's the real name. meaning of... What other meanings are there other than, you know, the one we know now? See, that's like beautiful. a goddess or from yeah. a song, she says. Yeah, that's uh, um, what do people say to you when you tell them your name's Isis? What's it like for you at the she airport? Said they, she gets messages. You get messages? It's because there's a trend, isn't there, of taking Facebook names and putting them into a song, isn't mm. there? So, like, people what? are probably searching for you. You know, like, you know, like when some, somebody's name's... Uh, also, because also someone in the crowd reminded me about Trudy Knight. Trudy Knight? There I will go. make it Trudy Knight. I'll make it... <laughs> oh, shit. Not Trudy Knight's got messaged. I think, it, I think that it's... Um, you know, it's important that people don't associate ISIS with terrorism. And I think what you're doing just by existing <laughs> with the name ISIS is a wonderful service to humanity. Yeah. And <laughs> thank you. I just want to thank you for being alive. Yeah. That's the honest truth. Of it. That's lovely, man. 
That's... And I said that to another one of my friends who's called Bitch Killer. Um, that was... <laughs> what a wonderful name. Um, it's, it's Bulgarian. What can you do? <laughs> Is there any other questions before we... There's That's a, a long way for me to go. I'm very drunk. All right, here we go. Matt Smith first. Let's go. So, so you guys are uh, UK hip-hop royalty, right? What's your favourite actual UK... Well, your favourite hip-hop verse? Never mind the MC, what's the verse? I tear it up like the claws of Satan. I ain't sick, I'm nauseating. On hold like a caller waiting. Bare face like fornicating on telly stations with a girl you never met the night before your engagement. Chester P on the intro. That was the one, bro. Chester That's P. one of the best verses of all time. Straight up. It's a yeah. very good answer. Does, does Romish have one? Do you, do you have a favourite uh, UK MC? I used to really love Gunshot. 21 Gun Salute, pam pam. Do you know what I mean? I fucking... I also like Black Twang. Mm -hmm. yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, do you know what I love about Black Twang? Is he had like all of the... Ref like Black Twang has got all the references from like... You know, you get gun like Phil Mitchell. Spit, yeah. do you know what I mean? That's what you want to hear. Spit on you like Patrick Vieira did Neil Ruddock. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I love all that shit. That's why I love you. That's why I love UK hip hop because you sort of get the references. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking sweet. It's about time to wrap it up. Make noise for my wonderful special guests for this evening, Rover Schrengenafen and Ed Skrein. Thank you very much. Thank you to everyone for coming tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you. You have been listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast. Season 2, Episode 1. Thank you so much to everyone that came down to the Phoenix in March 2018 and packed out that room. And thank you also to the staff at the Phoenix for letting us record down there. Big thank you to Seb who recorded that live show. And of course, shout out to Ed and Rom for, for coming down and getting fucking smashed with me. Make sure, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Thanks for Trying podcast. Leave a review. Tell your mates. Do all that good shit. And... Go get my brand new record, stream it. No one fucking actually buys records anymore, right? Or download shit. But make sure you go stream it on Spotify and listen and enjoy that shit. My brand new record is called Under the Patio and it's out now. Damn, go listen to that. It's fucking sick. Features Koji Radical, The Manor, Screw Fizzer, Michael Payne. The lineup is ridiculous. You'll, you'll fucking love it. Episode two will be coming out next week. 